My seven chakras. Wait for it. 250. It is no accident, it is no coincidence that our breathing is both completely automatic and also uh, under our control. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? Could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to my seven chakras, and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, your friend and the voice behind the mic at My Seven Chakras, the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that you can apply in your life. So, if you want to tap into the power of your subconscious mind, then stand by because you have arrived at your destination. And since I'm welcoming you to our show, I'd also like to invite you to our official Facebook group of Action Tribe, a supportive tribe of people who will hold space for you, support you on your journey, share resources. Sources and hold you accountable to taking action in your life because my intuition tells me that you don't need just more information. If you only want information, then you can go to Google. What you need is information and a supportive community. You need Action Tribe. So if you want to join thousands of other highly driven community uh, uh, action takers, then I request you to. Uh, uh, you know, apply for your membership at my7chakras.com forward slash tribe. That's my7chakras.com forward slash tribe so that you can be a part of the action. And with that, it's now time to bring on our special guest for today, Dan Brule. So Dan, are you ready to inspire? Oh, I was born to inspire. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So Action Tribe, what can I say about Dan? This is not his first appearance. This is the second time that he is appearing on our show. The last time he joined me was way back on episode 85, which was titled Mastering Breath for Success and Love Life, Business and Beyond. So in case you haven't listened to that one, go to my7chakras.com forward slash 85. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 85. But if you have already listened to that episode, then listen on. Dan is a pioneer in the field of breathwork and the leader of the worldwide spiritual breathing movement. Dan has trained more than 10, 100,000 people in over 52 countries to use their breath as a tool for health, growth and change in body, mind and spirit. His students and clients include Olympic athletes, Navy SEALs, leading psychotherapists and medical doctors, corporate executives, yoga instructors, fitness coaches and high performers in every field. And he is the author of the recently published book by Simon & Schuster, Just Breathe, Master Breathwork for Success in Life, Love, Business and Beyond with a foreword by Tony Robbins. So, Ashley Tribe, help me welcome Dan to our show. Dan, welcome to our show once again. Well, thank you, AJ. So, Dan, uh, uh, like we always do in each and every episode, our community loves to start by some inspiration. So, could you talk to us about your favorite inspirational quote and how you apply that? in your life? Uh, well, my favorite point is that it is no accident, it is no coincidence that our breathing is both completely automatic and also uh, under our control. That's an invitation. That is an opportunity to take part in our own nature and in our own evolution. Mm -hmm. So, so profound, this particular quote. In fact, last time after we did the episode, I was speaking to one of my friends and I said that we had this amazing episode on breath work and breath mastery. And my friend said, wait, don't we already breathe regularly? <laughs> uh, isn't that part of who we are? If you don't breathe, we die, right? But like you pointed out, it is no accident. It is no coincidence that our breathing is completely automatic. That's fine. But it's also under our control and we can use that to transform our life. And we're going to learn how just today. So Dan, what inspired you to write your latest book, Just Breathe? Well, I, I feel that the, the same... Oh, the same levels of achievement and ability and these amazing that the great masters and saints and yogis and gurus and the great warriors of ancient times, those same states and those same abilities should be accessible to everyone. And through the breath, they are. Anyone can attain to those same states mm -hmm. uh, by becoming more conscious of their breath and by using their breath uh, consciously. Wonderful. So, so, so Dan... Uh 
you know, for someone who's tuning in right in or for someone who hasn't yet listened to our previous episode, what exactly is breath work? What does that encapsulate? Well, breath work is um, it's the using breath awareness mm-hmm. and conscious breathing as a tool, as a force, as a bridge uh, for health and growth and change mm-hmm. in body, mind, and spirit. It's one of the secrets that all the great masters, they practice breath awareness. They practice conscious breathing. Uh, everyone, anyone who has achieved any tremendous level of success or excellence in any field, they have a certain relationship to their breath. They're more conscious of their breathing mm-hmm. than the average person. And they tune into their breathing at times when the average person would not. And they use it through moments of crisis, of stress, of anxiety, of confusion, of uh, creativity blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people have u- learned how to use their breath to break through uh, when they get stuck and to move to the next higher level. And so I've made it my mission in life to study breathing from everyone who is ever to teach about it mm-hmm. and uh, and I've now been at it for more than 40 years and um, and everything turns out to be quite simple in the end wonderful wonderful well it's 11 11 here in the yeah. Pacific so we're entering the the gateway of manifestation but action tribe uh, you, you know it's not just about breathing it's about being conscious about your breathing it's about being aware of your breathing and then using that to take control of your circumstances and situations that you find yourself in uh, and then you've obviously come a long way in life after training over a hundred thousand people 52 countries and people from diverse fields olympic athletes navy seals medical doctors and even tony robbins so how did it all begin for you well i've always been a fanatic about breathing ever since i was a small child in kindergarten in catholic school and Mm-hmm. heard this remarkable quote in the Bible in Genesis about how God formed us from the dust of the earth and breathed into the nostrils of man the breath of life. That was the most exciting thing I had ever heard as a as a small child, and it just lit right. something up in me. And every job I've ever had uh, has been related to breathing in some way. Mm-hmm. And I traveled to India, to China, and uh, studied with all of the great breathing teachers of our generations. And um, and it's just been a, a life passion for me. I've been at it now uh, uh, for more than 45 years. Wonderful. So, of course, we're going to dive into your travels as well because you have traveled a lot and met a lot of people, uh, one of them being Leonard Orr. So who is Leonard and how did you meet him? Yeah, Leonard Orr uh, is the called the father of rebirthing. Rebirthing breathwork was a very powerful breathing technique that was developed in the mid-70s. Um, I was one of the guinea pigs in the movement, you could say. <laughs> okay. We didn't know what was happening, but we knew something really amazing was happening. And we were watching healing, and we were watching miracles. We were watching deep spiritual awakenings and breakthroughs and creativity. So we knew that we were into something. And Leonard Orr... Uh, basically, uh, with the help of his clients and friends, developed what was called a rebirthing technique, mm-hmm. which is uh, basically conscious connected breathing. It's a circular connected breathing pattern. And uh, it's been almost all of the modern breathing schools and breathing techniques are spin-offs from the original Leonard Orr uh, method. Wonderful. So you said that it was the beginning of the movement and you you were sort of like a guinea pig, right? Because obviously there were new techniques or experiments tried out. Now, how did it feel as a person who was part of this new movement back in the day when it was not uh, in any way mainstream yet? How did it feel for you? Well, in some ways it was like, a, you know, that expression of voice crying out in the desert, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, 40 years later, science has caught up uh, medicine is caught up and breathing is entering the mainstream in a really big way it's getting very hard it's the new yoga it's the it's 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 the new meditation and Mm -hmm. um and it's simple and it's accessible and you don't have to buy into any belief system or join a cult or you don't have to travel to india (laughs) so (laughs) breathing is accessible to everyone and it takes very little uh practice just to begin to get some really amazing results. And so one of the, the, the 
if I could just jump to, you know, what it is, why it is that breathing is so powerful, yeah. it's because when we breathe consciously, we are getting a handle on our awareness and our energy. And awareness and energy, that's everything as far as creativity goes, as far as being human goes. When you bring consciousness and energy together, something is always created. And so by focusing on our breathing, we are getting a handle, we are becoming more mindful, we're getting a handle on our mind, on our attention, on our awareness. And when you breathe consciously, you are moving energy, you are working with life force energy. And life force energy directed by conscious intention creates things, manifests things, it balances and heals and opens us to things. Things. So mm-hmm. that's why breathing is so powerful, because by controlling the breathing, we are controlling two of the main, most important aspects of being alive and human, and that is our awareness and our energy. Got it. So there you go, Action Tribe. What you're listening to right now is a lot of wisdom, and wisdom does not have to be esoteric or complicated in order to be understood. You know, it's all about energy and focus, because where focus goes energy flows. Now, Dan, uh, speaking about India, when was the last time you visited India? Because I'm really fascinated. Uh, and you write about your trip to India in 1980s. So so yeah. after that, was, was there a time that you visited or how was it? Yeah, I've been back uh, probably 10 times since 1980. Yeah. Uh, last time I was there was uh, three years ago. Got it. And uh, one of my favorite places, I mean, I always go to Herakon. Uh, in Haldwani, uh, where Babaji Ashram is. I always go to Punjab to the Sun yeah. Eaters, the Surya Kriya Ashram. And I like to go to Rishikesh, you know, the yogi capital of the world. Yeah. <laughs> and then we usually add a couple of other stops on our trip. Uh, India always seems to have a plan for pilgrims. You go there with an intention, but you discover that uh, – there's something else calling you or waiting for you. I, that's one of the reasons I love going to India. <laughs> so speaking about your first trip, uh, at that point, what brought you to India? Well, I was becoming, I was training as a rebirther with Leonard Orr, and it was pretty much required that uh, mm-hmm. Leonard believed that Babaji, Harakan Baba, who's written about in uh Paramahansa Yogananda's book, Autobiography of a Yogi. Babaji is this immortal yogi Christ of India. He materializes and dematerializes, just an amazing phenomenon, not really a person, uh, more of a phenomenon, I think. And uh, it was just thought, why not go to the source? You know, why, uh, why use a middleman when you can go right to the source? And so I just figured the best thing to do was go to India and, and get first-hand knowledge myself. Wonderful. So, of course, Babaji is uh, a topic that Arion speaks about. Uh, Paramahansa Yogananda also wrote about him in his book. So, my question is, did you end up meeting Babaji? What's that? Uh, did you end up meeting Babaji or seeing him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I lived with Yes, yes, I lived with him for a month and went back again uh, for another couple of weeks. Uh, just extraordinary experience. Life-transforming, mind-blowing <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Now, now you speak about uh, you know prana and chi. So, could you talk to us about these two concepts, prana and chi, and how are they really related to our health and well-being? So we know that there's a there's a life force energy that's mm-hmm. responsible that for our being that animates us. We live in an ocean of energy where we're energetic beings. We have a physical body, but we have an energy body. Mm-hmm. And this subtle energy, which you could call prana, chi, ki, spirit, life force, vital energy, uh, we know it's there. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we take advantage of it. We're using it whether we realize it or not. And uh, it underlies all the oriental arts, acupuncture and Chinese medicine, as well as, as uh, Ayurveda and, and other ancient uh, um, methods and schools. Yeah. So this, there's something, call it energy, I think is the easiest word is energy, that we, we, we breathe air, oxygen, carbon dioxide, nitrogen, and so on, and that's one level of breath. The deeper level of breath is this level that we call prana or chi or ki. It's energy. Thanks a lot for for clarifying that. Now, here's a question that many of our community members have, and they've asked me from time to time. You know, like you mentioned that uh, the ancient Chinese knew it. The ancient in ancient India, it was spoken about prana. Uh, but why isn't the knowledge of this energetic body that 
we possess or is us why isn't that more mainstream yet maybe because it's so subjective maybe because mm. of our individual creative potentials you can't really duplicate things in the laboratory very well right. because we each bring our own unique creative energy to a process and to an experiment and this subjective experience this personal individual uh, expression or reflection of energy um, is why there's no mainstream kind of club you know <laughs> around breathing sure. we're all so unique and yeah. and our consciousness is a powerful creative factor. What you believe, what you feel is true, your intention, this power of consciousness is what's responsible for accessing this energy, activating it, and managing it and controlling it. So it, 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 it's because of our unique individuality and our unique connection to the spirit, uh, which is why, you know, you can't, science is still struggling to wrap its mind around it. Although there are a couple of really cool new studies, scientific studies I'd love to mention while I got you on the call because they're really exciting to anybody interested in breathing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, is there a link or something that you could share with us? Or how, how well, would, how? One, of them, one of them comes from the University of Virginia Medical Center. Um, and what they were doing, they were studying, uh, they were preparing some patients for surgery, epileptic patients who have serious and frequent seizure uh, seizures. There's some kind of a brain surgery where they go in and they cut something and it reduces uh, the number of seizures or the intensity of the seizures. Mm -hmm. And there was a group of patients they were preparing for the surgery and they were doing cognitive testing. I assume they were doing cognitive testing because they were going to test them after the surgery to make sure that this, they didn't cut something in the brain, you know, that, Got it. Uh, that didn't want. So one of the tests they were doing was facial recognition. A, a face would flash on a computer screen and the person would say, is it mad, sad, happy, glad, angry, confused, whatever. Sure. And when they were correlating the data afterwards, they discovered that if the person happened to be inhaling through their nose, when that image flashed on the screen, their recognition of the expression was quicker and their recall was greater. And that benefit didn't show when they were exhaling and it didn't show when they were breathing in through their mouth. But there were no exceptions every single time that the person just happened to be breathing in through their nose when they took in that image, their recognition was quicker and their recall was greater. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, really, really fascinating. Uh, and, and that means that when you look at something, what you want to do is you want to breathe in. Don't just okay. look at a sunset, breathe it in. And it doesn't just work with images, it works with anything, something you touch. When you touch it, if you really want to connect to it, breathe in while you're touching, while you're listening. And this will increase this connection, deepen the connection. It's really mm -hmm. quite powerful, so powerful that it's now the training military, special forces and warriors. When you mm -hmm. land on the ground and you're taking in the scene, you're surveying your sur surroundings, you're breathing in. So they're already applying this. And this is an ancient Taoist teaching. So right. it's kind of cool. It's an ancient yogic teaching to when you're looking at something, don't just look at it, breathe it in. Really powerful. So there you go, Action Tribe. The next time you see a beautiful sunset or a drawing or an artwork, don't say that the art took my breath away. Say that the art made me take <laughs> a deep, deep breath <laughs> in. <laughs> uh, now, Dan, you spoke about the yogis in the Himalayas and the fact that whenever you go to India or maybe Rishikesh, you go for a reason and then something else draws you in. And they say that the yogis in the Himalayas were able to use breathwork to live for way longer than average humans do, maybe 150 years, 200 years. So is that true, based on your knowledge? Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. I, I plan to be uh, alive and thriving at 130. I don't have any doubt about it. With just the advances in, in medicine plus yeah. our own awakening to our, to our inherent abilities, we know we have creative abilities. We know we have healing abilities. But how do we access them? How do we turn them on? Yeah. How do we use them? And the breath is, is a big key in accessing these healing and creative energies. If you can heal yourself, 
you know, death is the final enemy. And so uh, <laughs> you just heal one illness at a time and uh, you use the breath to stay ahead of illnesses, to strengthen mm-hmm. your immune system so that you, you're not susceptible to the things that the average person is because you have a daily practice of strengthening your immune system. Mm-hmm. through the breath now, now speaking about switching it on switching the lights on so to speak we have oxygen and then we have prana or chi so how does a person go about developing some sort of sensitivity to prana uh, so in that way they can sort of maybe mm-hmm. differentiate between you know what they're breathing is oxygen or prana does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah the meditative awareness is probably the the Becoming more mindful, becoming more sensitive to subtle details and feelings and sensations. So if you meditate on the breath, you you apply meditative awareness to the breathing. You sense the subtle feelings and sensations at the tip of the nose. Try to feel the air as it's swirling in the back of your throat. Meditate on the subtle movements of your chest and your belly while you breathe. You're becoming more and more in tune with these subtle details. And in that process, you will awaken to subtle energy. You will become more conscious uh, of of prana, of chi, of subtle energies. It's it's inevitable. The more conscious mm. you become of the subtle details in the breathing, the more you're able to access uh, awareness of these subtle energies like prana and chi. So useful. Thanks a lot for that advice. Now, f- from uh, you know health and wellness, let's move on to the topic of self-realization. You know. The, the peak uh, because in your book you've written that for spiritual seekers breath work is a direct path to spiritual awakening self-realization and enlightenment how's that well the root of the word respiration is spirit inspiration expiration respiration spirit spiritus is the animating principle of life and so it's right under our nose it's a direct link to and what's required is consciousness of it so uh to breathe is to be spiritual <laughs> spiritus <laughs> respiration wow. and so that's not a coincidence it's it's right there in the root of the word of respiration is the word spirit got it got it now since time immemorial you know so many ascended masters and people and communities have been talking about the concept of enlightenment but i wanted to know what do you think about enlightenment what exactly is it i think it's these moments that we have where we break free of our uh, limited i our 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 small self our okay. ego our ego driven perceptions and we somehow transcend that and we get a glimpse of who we really are and we we get a, a view of reality that is bigger than we can see through our little limited perception. And so now we have these moments, a moment of crisis, great moments of inspiration, uh, near-death experiences. This cracks us open to a greater awareness, which we could call enlightenment. And there are softer, gentler ways to to reach mm-hmm. that same enlightenment um, experiences awakening you could call it to reality beyond our limited perception so it could be that it goes up and down right i mean a person is not always in a state of enlightenment that a person has these moments but some moments also this person is more human so to speak um, rather than feeling that grand connection with everything around him or her well yeah maybe it's a matter of uh having one foot in each world you know Um, we have a body we have uh, an individual uh, self, and you know every cell in our body believes, thinks that it's in an individual, unique, and it is. Every cell excretes waste, it breathes, it moves, it exchanges information with other cells, but the cells are part of an organ. And that organ thinks it's an independent, separate thing, which right. it is. The kidney is not part, and so on. But yet those organs are part of a bigger system. And we as humans believe and we experience ourselves as being very individual and separate, but we're part of something greater. And when we open to that something greater, I mean, that's self-realization. That, that is the enlightenment experience. That's the great awakening. When we awaken to 
this greater aspect of ourselves. Yeah, that is one of the most powerful concepts I heard of recently, which is the Gaia theory, the fact that we are not just individuals, but we are part of the universe, which is essentially a self-regulating organism. It mm-hmm. knows when to expand and knows when to contract. And it's intelligent. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Now, now, Dan, you speak about the three convergences in breathwork in your book, The Framework for All Breathing Methods, Styles and Schools. So could you provide us a brief overview of these convergences? Yeah. No matter which style or school you, you look at in breathing, and there are many of them, yeah. there are certain fundamentals. And here I, I refer to them as a convergence. What comes together? The first thing that comes together is awareness and breathing, consciousness and breath. Where most people, I mean, we're breathing all the time, but we're only conscious of our breathing for certain moments. Maybe if you have a difficulty breathing or you need to suddenly catch your breath. Otherwise, breathing is totally unconscious. And so something very powerful happens whenever you bring together consciousness and breathing, no matter why you do it, no matter in what context you do it, becoming conscious of your breathing is one of those primary convergences. It's one of the things that everyone teaches, whether they describe it in that way or not, you're Mm -hmm. becoming conscious of your breathing. The second convergence is bringing in this very important awareness of tension and relaxation because physical tension blocks energy. Uh, contractions, energetic contractions, emotional contractions, rigid thinking, which is a psychological contraction, those things block us from greater awareness. And this principle of relaxation, of combining awareness with relaxation, so we become aware of tensions in our body and we relax them. And when we do, more energy begins to flow. Mm-hmm. So that's the second convergence is So the first one is awareness and breathing. The second is awareness and relaxation, or you could say awareness of our tension. And the third convergence, which is the most powerful thing, is when you combine breathing and relaxation, conscious breathing and intentional relaxation. When you combine those two things, we reach very quickly a state like an energized calm or a dynamic peace. It's, it's like the yin-yang symbol where the white dot is in the big black field and the black dot is in the center of the white field. Ah. We, something comes together. And uh, so those, those three convergences, and I think that third convergence is where the power is. Because most people, when they breathe deeply, they don't relax. And when they relax, they don't breathe. And when you learn how to breathe fully and freely and deeply, and you're completely relaxed at the same time, something happens. We 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 open to an inherent ability. It's uh, it's quite beautiful. I love to be with people when they. It's like getting your balance. Suddenly, you just you got it. You're not right. <laughs> you're not just huffing and puffing and muscling the breath around, and you're not just meditating. Those two things come together, and something comes alive in us. Mm-hmm. And 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 breathing and relaxation is such a wonderful metaphor. What comes to my mind is the you know the similarity or difference between eternity and time because eternity is always there versus <laughs> time is sticking but they coexist together wonderfully yeah. well and you know relaxation it's not just a matter of being relaxed or not relaxed okay. there are levels of relaxation and then the question is how quickly can you relax how deeply can you relax and in the middle of what situations or in the face of what circumstances can you relax? That's when relaxation is really necessary and really powerful uh, to relax in those times when it's the last thing you would think to do. And if you can, you find yourself moving through a situation with ease and grace. It's quite beautiful. It's an art. Mm-hmm. Relaxation is a, it's an art and a skill. And breathing is one of the ways that we, we, we teach relaxation, that we learn relaxation, that we uh, we get better at relaxing. We we actually play with the breath. When you let go of the breath, you are relaxing. And so we practice using the breath to master this ability of letting go, which is a spiritual principle, letting go. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Dan, when people yawn, the natural response that they get 
is maybe are you bored <laughs> or you're tired or maybe you need rest why don't you get some sleep but you have a unique take on yawning right because you actually teach people how to yawn correctly yeah, isn't it i do um, <laughs> sure. yeah exactly and uh, and i'm not alone anymore thank god there's some really amazing research happening right. around yawning um neuroscientists cannot find any other single activity that lights up more parts of the brain than a simple yawn and mm. you know we yawn in the womb and even reptiles yawn you know if it wasn't really important so i encourage people not to just wait until their body demands that they yawn but to yawn on purpose and to yawn as a practice as a daily ritual to start the day to end the day um and it's becoming a, a very powerful tool uh because there's so many things connected to the yawn for example the part of the brain uh the percunius which is responsible for empathy Mm-hmm. and uh why are yawns contagious one person yawns someone else yawns you even talk about yawning and people begin to yawn and yeah. so that part of the brain that's responsible for empathy lights up when we yawn it explains why it's contagious it also explains why sociopaths and psychopaths do not share the tendency to yawn when other people yawn because they lack empathy Wow so the concept of yawning or the action of yawning might be more ancient than we think it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it has much more and it is and it's not just because we're tired and it's not just because we're bored. Um we yawn in reaction to light. We yawn when we're waking up. Animals yawn before they fight and they yawn after the fight. Um there's there's a one of the theories is that yawning is a way to cool the brain. There are so many built-in benefits to yawning that it's crazy not to do it on purpose and to do it often. <laughs> Got it. Now then uh, a couple of weeks back actually uh there was one of our members in our Facebook group who had shared a screenshot of uh, Just Breathe. Uh, he was listening to it on Audible and that sort of you know got the conversation started started because i said that i'm interviewing dan uh, again uh, and i asked them do you guys have any questions so i can ask dan so do you mind if i uh, put forward some questions from our community yeah great. great so i recently conducted a survey with our listeners to find out you know the challenges that they're going through and one challenge that a lot of my listeners face is dealing with emotions which is self doubt negativity worry or some guilt and emotions have a way of rising within us depending on the experience that we are facing or the circumstances or the person that we are meeting right uh, and how we handle the emotions can be so critical and determine what happens ultimately so the question is how can breath work help with dealing with our emotions well when you control your breathing you control your physiology you control your psychology uh and you manage your emotions M- emotional state management is really important for everyone from navy seals to corporate executives or even someone trying to have a conversation with their teenager it um every emotion has a corresponding breathing pattern and certain breathing patterns uh cause and support certain emotions so when you when your emotional state changes when you go from peaceful and calm and happy and you shift over into angry and upset you'll see a change in the breathing in that same moment that the emotions change the breathing changes and it's a two-way street by controlling our breathing we can control our emotional state by breathing in certain ways we can move ourselves toward certain emotional states so it's why the yogis began to practice regulating their breath as a way right. to regulate their mind and regulate their body and regulate their emotions. And so by controlling your breath, you get a direct handle on your emotions mm-hmm. and by changing the way you breathe, you can change your emotional state. Got it. I love that response. Uh so what I'm getting is maybe a sigh of relief might be very different in terms of breathing than a sigh <laughs> of sadness. you know so, so yeah. thanks for sharing yeah. thanks for sharing in the same way in the same way that you know if you if you analyze the chemistry of a teardrop whether yeah. it's a tear of joy or a tear of sadness there's different chemistry happening there it's the same thing with breathing uh you know 
the the intention behind the breath, the consciousness connected to the breath, gives the breath a certain power. Got it. Now, now, Dan, another challenge that my listeners face is consistency and discipline, right? So I'm sure that many people want to try out breath work at this very minute, and many of them, as soon as the episode gets over, will take action. But the challenge that they're finding is that life takes over, right? Along with other priorities, maybe job, kids, family, school. So what mm-hmm. advice do you have for an action taker who has a... F- Challenge uh, with persisting and consistently taking action towards uh, breath work. Well, what you do is you combine breathing with things you're already doing. If you go for a walk every day, if that's already something you do, or if you have to climb stairs at work or whatever, you could breathe in rhythm to your footsteps. It gives you something fun to do, and you're already into the practice. Um, you could just do a five-minute, you know, one a very powerful practice uh, taught by David O'Hare, Dr. David O'Hare up in Montreal. His book is called 365 Heart Coherence, and his formula is very simple. Three times a day for five minutes, you okay. breathe at a rate of six breaths a minute. So if someone can't find five minutes to breathe, they're not really interested in self-improvement <laughs> because it, right. you can find five minutes. You get up in the morning for five minutes, you breathe at a rate of six breaths a minute, which is very simple. It's five seconds in, five seconds out, five second inhale, five second exhale. That's that's a 10-second breathing cycle, which means you are breathing at a rate of six breaths a minute. If you do that for five minutes, you lower your cortisol levels by 20%. You lower your heart rate. You balance your nervous system, sympathetic branch, parasympathetic branch. And the benefits last for several hours, which is why he has people do it three times a day. In the morning, just before lunch, and then at the end of the workday, you find five minutes three times, and you practice this very simple practice, six breaths a minute, which is inhale five, exhale five. Inhale five seconds, exhale five seconds. Very, very simple, and it's a small investment, five minutes, three times a day. And the other thing is just to find, you know, when you look at something, breathe in. When you're listening to someone, breathe in. Before you speak, take a breath. Uh, you, You know, if someone touches you, if someone says something that touches you in some way, if you notice that you're getting emotionally upset or you're getting activated, you take a breath. So breathing is something that you bring into your everyday life. It doesn't have to be one more extra thing you do. Thing that you can bring into whatever you're already doing. Got it. Now, I guess this, that your response uh, sort of clarifies the question that Nancy Norwell, one of our uh, community members, also had, which was, "What method should I use when I'm stressed?" Right. So, I think your method, which you just said, is going to help with uh, reduction of stress as well, because it affects. Yeah, the stress, anti-stress, anti-stress breathing is low and slow. The, the rule of thumb for anti-stress is make sure you're breathing down into your belly. You're doing diaphragmatic breathing. You're not activating your upper chest when you breathe and that you're slowing your breathing down. Slow down the inhales. Slow down the exhales. Um, create a pause after the exhale. So you inhale, exhale, and then pause. Inhale. Exhale and pause and make sure that the breathing is slow and make sure that the breathing is low, that meaning down diaphragmatic breathing. That's anti-stress breathing and you will begin to change your chemical, psychological, emotional state immediately. As soon as you focus on your breath and you slow your breathing down, you're already countering stress. So Dan, Rita Spiegel asks, uh, does uh, Dan... Do you have any advice for teaching to adults with autism? They often have a hard time focusing. I've done a little with big inhale, exhale, and I'm going to try the Nadi approach with the nostrils. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she just wants to know any advice that you have for teaching to adults with autism. Yes, size of relief. You know, just demonstrate a sigh of relief. Encourage the person to just take a sigh of relief. Because when you take a sigh of relief, this is the other other recent, uh, well, it's about a year already. Uh, I think it was Midwestern University who did a research on, on a sigh. And, you know, what yeah. does a 
sigh. We usually think of a sigh as the exhale part, but they yeah. define a sigh as an inhale, an inhale which is twice as big as your average breath. So you do it on purpose. You and it happens every five minutes. The average person takes an inhale that's twice as big as usual, which is what causes that extra release of the exhale, which we call the sigh. We do this about twelve times an hour, and maybe we've you've, you've noticed that every now and then a breath just comes. It's obviously bigger than usual, but you didn't do it on purpose. You can observe it. That's nature every time, every five minutes or so, making us hyperinflate our lungs, give ourselves a sigh. And so that's a very natural thing that our body already does, and it's already recognizing. So so it's an easy thing to do consciously because it already fits something very familiar. So working with people with those issues, a, a, a sigh of relief, it's fun. You stretch while you're doing it. You can yawn while you're sighing, and it just makes you more alive. It gets energy going. And it makes you conscious of your breath for those moments. That's that's really, really helpful, Dan. Now, the next question is from a listener who wants to teach in her community or wants to inspire people around her or wants to really educate people around her about these new methods, including breath mastery. So her question is, how do you explain to folks that the life-changing benefits of breath work come and amplify only with a continued practice. In other words, in our pop and pill or quick fix society, how do you explain that real long-lasting results take time? Yeah, well, fortunately with breathing, it doesn't take a lot of time because certain breathing exercises are just so powerful within a minute, you're already feeling, you know, all kinds of things. So we don't have to wait, which is a real great benefit. But it is true that we, we require a regular practice, a daily practice to really mine all the benefits, to really get all the benefits. You need to have a regular practice because you build on it. You get better. It's a skill. It's an art. And the more you practice, the better you get, the more results you attain. So people need to be motivated by growth, by learning, uh, you know, by improving health. And if you're motivated toward those things, then the breathing is such a very simple tool that you can immediately apply and towards your towards your goal. Got it, Scandi. I hope that question, uh, I hope that response answers your question. Then you've shared some amazing, amazing stories, techniques, and ideas today. Based on the amazing stuff that you've shared, what is that one action step that you'd encourage our listeners to do right after this episode? Well, um, become more conscious of your breathing. Take a few minutes and just be a witness to your breathing. How does it feel to breathe? What muscles do you use? What are the feelings and sensations? And just take a few minutes, forget about everything else, and just focus on your breathing as if you're looking at something for the first time, as if you're, you know, you've fallen in love with something and you want to learn all the little details about it. You're infatuated, uh, you know, with every little thing. You, You need to approach breathing with that kind of passion and enthusiasm. Like there's a secret here. There's something amazing that I haven't noticed and I just need to focus on it. So just a few minutes of breath awareness. And then the other thing is to just remember to take a breath from time to time whenever anything, when you get stuck, or when you get activated, or if you get nervous, or if you get upset, or if you get tired, just when you're feeling those things, when you're experiencing those things, take a breath or two and see what happens, and you'll begin to get more motivated because you'll feel a difference very quickly. So there you go, Action Tribe, to access the show notes for today's episode, to read the inspirational quote, to catch some of the nuggets that you missed uh, maybe because you were in transit, then visit my7chakras.com forward slash 250. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 250, which is the episode number. Action Tribe, if you're a regular listener, then you would agree that getting good quality sleep is so important for your health. We're learning that quality sleep leads to reduced stress, improved focus, and greater happiness. And since you spend one third of your life sleeping, you really need to think about the quality of your mattress. 
And that's why I got really excited when Casper reached out to us to support our show. You see, Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get quality rest one night at a time. So, Kathy, what are some things you look for in a mattress? Comfort. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. Temperature. Breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. Ratings and reviews. Now, they've got over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon and Google. Affordable prices. They've got affordable prices because, you see, Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. Home delivery. They deliver right to your door, providing hassle-free returns if you're not completely satisfied. In fact, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. So, H.A., how do I get my mattress? That's a great question. As a listener of My 7 Chakras, get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash action tribe and using promo code action tribe at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's right. If you'd like to get your own Casper mattress and finally get better quality sleep, then get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash action tribe and using promo code action tribe at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Don't go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. This is a wonderful quote by <laughs> Ralph Waldo Emerson. <laughs> Action Dega challenges make you think, they make you introspect, they make you smarter, and they can make you creative. Because very often when we encounter a challenge, there is only one path that we see in front of us. That is a path which our logical mind sees. But if we really spend some time using our creative minds, using our subconscious mind, then we find out that there are many paths that we can take. And just like Mr. Emerson reminded us, us, don't go where the path may lead. Instead, go where there is no path and then leave a trail. And a path is uh, is what Dan is inviting you to take today, which is not just breathe, but co- breathe consciously. Be aware of your breathing. Relax in a whole new way and then integrate both the relaxation and the breathing to transform your life. Uh, so Dan, please tell us, what is your life calling as on today? What is my life calling? What? As on today, what is your life calling or your purpose? My purpose is to share the magic and the mystery and the power and the potential of conscious breathing. It's uh, something that we all deserve to uh, discover, explore, and develop. Got it. So thanks for sharing. Now, this is a question that I often ask to our guests, and I believe I asked it to you last time as well. But, uh, you know, in all your years of experience, especially diving and learning more about breath work and breath, ma- breath mastery and teaching people all around the world, was there ever a defining moment that really changed your life? Maybe a phrase that you read or an experience that you had, or maybe a person that you met. Was there a defining moment that made, it, made, a, made an impact in your life? Oh, I've been blessed with so many, but the, the, my very first conscious breathing session, within 15 minutes, I began to drop all the tension and stress that had accumulated in my body through five years in the military in the Vietnam era and my life leading up to that. I was completely blown away and transformed by the power of the breath and it motivated me to really share that with everyone. Wonderful. I'm sure that must have been a beautiful, amazing, precious moment. So thanks a lot for sharing with us. Action Tribe, if you're listening to this, uh, realize that uh, your life changes in these magical moments or these defining moments like Tony Robbins as well uh, shares. And it's all about recognizing these moments when they happen. So maybe you're having a moment right now as you listen to these words of wisdom that Dan is sharing based on his experience and stories. Uh, but just remember that life is all about these magical moments. And with that, we've arrived at today's last round, which is called the Wisdom Round. Uh, which really has four questions uh, so that our listeners can take note and take action. So Dan, what is one piece of advice 
uh, and the best piece of advice that was ever given to you? <sighs> Breathe before you speak. <laughs> Take a breath before you talk. <laughs> Got it. Name one personal habit that keeps you going. Uh, turning to my breath in moments of peace, in moments of joy, in moments of pain, in moments of confusion. That habit of turning to my breath and becoming conscious of my breath in those moments uh, changes everything. Got it. Thanks for sharing. So Dan, I'm sure by now many of our listeners, if not all of them, uh, might be curious uh, to know what your morning routine is like or do you have a morning routine these days? Well, I am here in the Baja, so I wake up, I sleep under the stars, I wake up with the sun just before the sun and um, feeling the sun rise, uh, being grateful for another day, that's a real habit. <laughs> It's a practice. <laughs> I'm sure many people, especially those uh, in Canada or maybe in northern United States where you have a lot of snow right now, might be really thinking about coming down there sometime oh, in well. the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Dan, uh, name one book that you would like to recommend for our listeners today. Well, ah, hmm. well I would re recommend my book, of course, just... Uh, but another one that's really caught my eye recently, I really love, is called Stealing Fire. Stealing mm. Fire. Just an amazing book talking about this state of ecstasy, what they call ecstasis, and how do we get into these high, creative, productive states? How do you access what's called the flow state or get into the zone? This book called Stealing Fire uh, is filled with some really great great information about that wonderful thanks a lot for sharing dan now uh, you have your book and it's available on audible right and you've narrated that yourself yes yes yep so that's amazing so action tribe if you enjoyed this episode and i'm sure all of you have enjoyed today's episode uh, then there's a way by which you can get to listen to dan's book uh, just breathe for free uh, because Audible has partnered up with My 7 Chakras to offer one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out this service. Uh, in case you don't know, Audible has 180,000 titles to choose from for your various devices, including The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. But since we are discussing about uh, uh, breathwork today, I highly recommend that you get your free book, Just Breathe, by going to my7chakras.com forward slash free book. That's my7chakras.com forward slash free book and start listening to Dan and diving deeper into this fascinating uh, modality of breathing. But just not breathing, breathing consciously and with full awareness. So Dan, thank you so much for joining me today once again thank you aj and uh, before you go tell us one thing that you are grateful for and how can our listeners find you online ah well you can find me at breathmastery.com breathmastery.com and uh, i am grateful for the fact that the sun is shining that our vegetable gardens are blossoming and that nature is doing her magic while we sleep. Got it, got it, got it. I do want to have my own little garden sometime in the future. I did have a vision once many years back that I was growing organic tomatoes, although it was kind of snowing outside. So I don't know how that was working, but someday in the future, I'm going to grow organic tomatoes. So you reminded me of my vision. Thanks for that. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about breath mastery and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you very much.